Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am excited about our next guest because not only do I get a chance to sit down with a person I would call my friend, but also an opportunity to talk about some of the amazing work that Victoria Moran has done, really not just in the vegan space in the vegan community, but in the world. I think this is a great opportunity for us to catch up with Victoria and not only talk about how you know, she managed 2020. But <laughs> as we move into 2021, and we're all like juggling all these things as we're moving into the new year, I think it's important for all of us to reset and think about kind of what are the possibilities again. So I'm hoping to tap into Victoria's positive vibes during our interview today to really talk about the vision that she has for the future, not only for herself, but for her business, and maybe some things that we all can learn from her. So welcome, Victoria. I'm very, very happy to have you here with us. Oh, it's always wonderful to be with you, Stephanie. And we are absolutely friends. We even rescued a cat together. <laughs> that makes us practically sisters. Absolutely. I love this bond that we have and we continue to build together as we do different events and activities. So let's give everyone a little bit of insight. I mean, I've personally been able to watch what you've done in 2020, how you flexed and pivoted and made changes. <laughs> in 2020, but maybe give us a little bit of perspective from your, you know, the inside view of how you adapted in 2020 to kind of continue to thrive and more importantly, continue to support your community and your mm -hmm. students um, and the individuals that you have really, and the community that you've built. Well, I was so concerned when we first knew that we were going into a pandemic that among everything else to be concerned about, that vegan activism and advocacy would just wilt. How could we be focused on this when we're dealing with all these other things? And yet what I have seen so beautifully is that we're all doing as much as we ever did and the work is going forward which even in 2020 which was a year without much hope in it that part was hopeful we didn't stop we and all of our colleagues continued to make progress so that was really exciting so in terms of, of what I do, I wear a lot of hats. My company is called Main Street Vegan, and the kind of flagship part of that is Main Street Vegan Academy that trains vegan lifestyle coaches and educators. And in this pivoting time, which to me, I hear pivot, but I see pirouette. I guess <laughs> I took ballet all through my childhood. But I just feel like, you know, it's spinning until you, you find where you're supposed to stop. And one thing that I saw, because Main Street Vegan Academy has been around since 2012, it grew from my book, Main Street Vegan, and it, it trains adults who are already vegan to be certified vegan lifestyle coaches. And I was so proud of the way I set it up. And it had been set up as an in-person, six-day miracle in New York City, so that it was really a life-changing event. People would come here. Sometimes they hadn't been in New York before. Other times people came from other countries. We've had people from 31 countries, and sometimes they'd never been to the U.S. before. Wow. And field trips are part of that in-person program. And it was just my baby, and it was my thing, and I'd kind of polish it and, and was very, very proud of how it worked. And often people would say to me in those pre-COVID years, 
well, why don't you put it online? You could reach so many more people. And I was just like, did you take your honeymoon to Paris online? (laughs) And then COVID happened. So it was, well, we're either going to have that honeymoon by watching videos of Paris or we're just not going to get married at all. (laughs) And so for Main Street Vegan, we did put it onto Zoom, which I am in love with. And so many people say they have Zoom fatigue and this and that. But the idea that you can make something live and interactive and not have to be in the same room or on the same continent is absolutely magical. So that was my my biggest pivot for the year. And we are going to keep it. That is wonderful. And I love that you were saying that about that magical moment, the magic that you created in New York, being able to transcend that and bring it into the Zoom space is the key. Because I think some people, when they thought that we all had to go digital, they just kind of did the the digital bare minimum, um, as opposed to focusing on, like you were saying, the magic, bringing that interaction, bringing that connection in space. And I get to speak, if anyone knows, um, I get to speak firsthand about it because I had an opportunity to be a speaker at one of the events. And it's just amazing how you're not only able to keep that education, that training, Um, going, but really keep people engaged. So I really um, commend you for being able to make that leap. And it's been amazing for me to watch it as well. Well, and it's been wonderful, of course, to have you on on our masterclass uh, uh, faculty. Actually, you taught for the fundamentals class this, this time too. And I think one of the things that is required to make Zoom magical is first to believe that it can be. And, and not to come with a grudge or a kind of chip, chip on the shoulder. And I can yeah. say that because I'm not of the internet generation. This is something that, you know, I do some kicking and screaming about all of the digital aspects of my life. And yet to really make the Main Street Vegan Academy, which is my baby and which is my biggest contribution right now to the vegan cause, as, as special as it has always been, I wasn't going to let something like, oh, well, now it's online, um, diminish any of that. So some of the things that I did, well, first, the, the price was cut in half um, because it, it's different when, when you're at home, you're getting the same high quality education, you'll get the same certification at the end. And yet, I understand that when people come, we're we're now calling the in-person when we're able to do it again, um, a Main Street Vegan Elite, so that it, it, it is more expensive. It is more of a life experience, but the Zoom class is no less of an educational experience. So another thing that happened on Zoom was I actually added some hours and added more interactive time. Because when we were in person, we would have breakfast together in the morning and then we would go out for lunch and we'd sit with each other and talk and we'd have time to talk on subways while we're doing our field trips and this and that. And on Zoom, I think a, a mistake that a lot of people make, and I've heard this in surveys that I've done, people don't want to just sit there and be talked at. They're, they're getting information. They have questions. They have ideas. They have maybe a little irritation, and they need to talk that out either in Q&A sessions or, or in breakout rooms. So all that was allowed for. 
And, and it gave a sort of elastic waste um, component to the thing. So I think that, that one thing certainly that I've learned is you don't just take what you had and stick it online. It's very similar in a lot of ways, you know, the same wonderful instructors, the same curriculum with a little extra, but it has to have a, a different flavor because of the different packaging. I think this kind of applies like restaurants, you know, somebody has a, an upscale restaurant and then they decide, well, now we're going to have a sandwich place and now we're going to have a food truck. Those are three very different manifestations of the same person, the same vision. And I think that happens to all of us when we're going from uh, in-person to online and back again. Absolutely. And I love that you made the distinction that not only is this online digital space here to stay, but there's space for both. I think a lot of times people feel like there's almost a tug of war between, do I go digital, do I go in-person? And, and they become almost competitors of each other as opposed to them becoming compliments and an opportunity to offer a different experience when we are all able to get together again versus the experience of being able to do it online. So mm -hmm. I just, at least I was picking up on that. I just want to make sure you would, you would echo that. Oh, I would totally echo that. And I also think that we're, we're all going to get back into life more or less as we knew it when this pandemic ends. And yet I think we're going to be a little cautious. I mean, the way my life used to be, you know, here in New York City, I get up in the morning, I walk the dog, I do my meditation and whatever. And then I'm off at a, a cafe to write and, and mm -hmm. do my work and, and be out among all the people. And I haven't done that since last February. So when it all of a sudden becomes... <laughs> okay when things are open again and it's safe to do that it, it's going to be a little bit of a, a kind of growth to feel like yes can I do that or why should I do that why should I take the time to go commute and do something different I think we just really have to be so so flexible and that's one of the things I love about a new year it's, it brings in this idea of, well, what can I do differently this year? Because I think especially when you've been in business for a while, it's like, this is how I do it. This is how I've always done it. And yet flexibility, certainly in the business climate that we have today, is, is it's the most valuable thing we have next to our commitment to this cause, I think. Oh, absolutely. And I just wanted to say hello. We had a guest stop by that we all you know, would love to give out some more virtual hugs, hugs to. Nivi, it is so great to see that you joined us live. And Nivi just made a quick comment about the magical experience around not only um, you know, working with you, but the idea that you've really achieved, this is almost a, a testament to the Main Street Vegan Academy magic that's happening on Zoom. So I just wanted to share that with anyone who is watching um, so they can uh, appreciate that. Uh, well, Nibby is amazing. Nibby came to the um, the fundamentals course this summer, and then she took the master class in the fall. And a very interesting thing about Nibby is that she is such an accomplished person in the world. And I think so often we hesitate to take courses because we already know a lot. 
I mean, Nivy has a, a tremendous corporate background. She is a male clinic board certified uh, health coach. So it wasn't that she was in desperate need of additional information. But what happened for her at Main Street Vegan Academy was she got in touch with the fullness of what it is to be vegan. She'd focused more on plant-based and health uh, alone uh, prior to that. And so I think sometimes we just need to jump into these things. And I had a similar experience myself this summer. I took yoga teacher training. Now, I have been doing yoga since I was 17. And actually, that was so long ago that they didn't even have yoga teacher training. Basically, your teacher just said, okay, you can teach beginners now. <laughs> and a little later, you can teach intermediate now. So it was very informal. And I just mm -hmm. let year after year after year until it became, you know, 50 years <laughs> past. But with COVID and a little bit of more control over my time, I, I took this yoga teacher training class and it was so interesting to get into that, what the Buddhists call beginner mind and into that mm. student space yes. and just be willing to learn. It's quite delicious and so much so that I'm actually signed up for <laughs> now the, the Raja teacher training, yoga teacher training, which is kind of the more philosophical. So I think it's good in these times that we're working so hard to feed other people, get the information out, get the product out, keep the ideas turning that we're also being fed. And we can be fed in some of these very same ways. I, I couldn't imagine that anybody could do yoga teacher training on Zoom because you have to see people move. You have to learn how to touch and adjust bodies. But with a good enough um, instructor, just about everything is possible. Pretty amazing. It is. And I think it's also pretty amazing how much this time has opened up our minds to look at things differently, to reevaluate the way we've always done things. And to, you know, sometimes maybe some of us felt like it was taking us in this mode and we were, you know, kicking and screaming, as they say. But I really feel like we've all had a chance to not just go with the flow of what we've done before, but open ourselves up to learning new things, trying new things, maybe reevaluating where we spend our time. And I love that we're in this time of year, especially in January, where we have this re kind of start button that we can all kind of hit <laughs> in our lives. Um, you know, even though it's it's just, you know, it's in our minds, but I love to seize on these times that I think it's such an amazing thing that we can all do by not just getting kind of drowned in what happened last year and some of the things that were hard and some of the things that took hard work to potentially overcome or to potentially maintain our lives through, but also about how important it is to feel comfortable with reshaping yourself reshaping your vision. And even as we kind of talk about the business side of things, being comfortable with reshaping your business to fit the lifestyle, to fit these maybe new goals or maybe new you that you've established in these last few months. I don't know your thoughts on that, but that's one thing that's been bouncing around in my head a lot lately. I, I love what bounces around in your head. <laughs> You're a very, very brilliant woman, Stephanie, in business and in life. And as I listen to what you have to say, I'm reminded of something that's kind of come through for me. I don't know if you call it a New Year's resolution or what, but it is to have the nerve 
to do more of what I really want. And I think very often in business and in life, we tend to doubt ourselves and other people look so grown up and like uh, they know all the answers and we think oh gosh you know who am I well you know who you are you are you <laughs> and so you're the expert on yourself and there are some things in my life that are very important to me so for example I really 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 and this is a resolution and you all heard it here so if I don't do it it'll be terribly embarrassing this time next year I really need to get book number 14, um, written, proposed, sold to a publisher, written, and planning to be out there in the world for, for 2022, because this is a heart connection to me. So I have a business, I do a weekly podcast, I speak a lot, I've got all kinds of things going on. But my identity and what I really believe I came to this planet for was to write books. And there's, there's one inside of me that is just <laughs> trying to get out and I push it down. You know, it's like, oh no, this, I have to do this and I have to do that. And I have to answer email and I have to do this and that. But to really prioritize that, that heart yearning, because that's the kind of thing, you know, a lot of what we do, anybody can do. It can be delegated if we're lucky enough to have somebody to whom to delegate stuff or even if we don't, it could be delegated if there was somebody like that. But then there are things that nobody can do but you. This is kind of an assignment that has your name on it. And so that, that to me is a really, really important thing that for a long time in business, because I never, you know this, but your listeners don't, I never set about to start a business ever, ever in a million years. And I would talk to people and they would say, I own a business. And I would think, oh, well, I don't own a business. I'm an artist. <laughs> oh, and I really had this kind of superior feeling or, or at the very least, you know, well, you own your business. I am my business. You know, I'm a freelancer. Mm -hmm. I do this stuff. But you know what? The world changed. And, yeah. and being a writer, being a freelance writer, I used to write for magazines and they used to pay me. <laughs> And things change. Oh, those were the days. So, yeah, to, to be able to say, okay, th that was then, this is now, but I am still me. And mm -hmm. so how do we kind of make it work? How do we fit it together in the reality of what's going on now and what will be going on as things change going forward? But to still really be true to yourself and know that when you leave this planet that you won't have the regret of not having fulfilled your purpose. Sounds a little bit like I'm coming from the woo, but I like the woo. And um, it, it, it tends to, I don't know, humanize the way I look at, at business and um, activism and these things that are very out in the world and just gives them a little bit more meaning, certainly for me. Absolutely. And I think it's important to have that meaning, that purpose, that connection. And I feel that sometimes that 
is what can go wrong in the business world, is that we kind of have it as its own entity over there driving its own destination. <laughs> and then we as business owners, as you know, we work in our businesses, sometimes we feel like we're like riding the business, like it's wave. But I really think it's important to kind of rephrase like what you were saying is, you know, being your business, being you, and also choosing where you want to spend your time and where you want to put your effort and how you want to change the world. Like all of these things I feel like are within reach for many of us. It's just sometimes we need that reminder. Sometimes we need someone as we're getting caught up in the task to, you know, send that email create a video for social media, you know, respond to this person, prepare a presentation. Sometimes we need those reminders that we have to ground ourselves. We have to ground ourselves um, in our businesses and we have to make sure we're checking in and that who we are is truly being expressed. So I'm so excited about hearing about this book. <laughs> I cannot wait to follow up with you and see how it's going and how things are going. And also, I want to maybe extend that opportunity out to anyone who's watching this, meaning what is what is the thing that's calling you this year? What's the thing that maybe you've been pushing down? What's the thing that you said, I don't have time for that. And maybe it's time for you to make time for it. Um, we'd love to hear it in the comments. We'd love to hear what you're thinking. If you're feeling shy, you can shoot me an email, shoot Victoria an email. Um, but I always think it's really great to hear from any of you out there that if this session has inspired you to maybe think about what your big thing that's your big calling. We'd love to hear about it. And if there's anything we can do to support it, I just want to pop up one quick message from Nivi. I thought it was really great. And this is kind of in line with what we're talking about. Nivi was saying that she came to Main Street Vegan um, Academy to challenge her discovered, you know, the term vegan. She was keto, you know, she was kind of Finding that plant-based was saving her life, but when she went vegan, it saved her soul. And she ultimately wants to say, you know, all that is thanks to you, Victoria. So I just oh, wanted to make sure you, you saw that message <laughs> before we wrap up today. That's very special. Thank you. Absolutely. So before we wrap up and before I let you go, I want to make sure that if anyone's watching this and they need some support, they need some help, they've heard about Main Street Vegan Academy and they've thought about it, that this might be the time for them to sign up because you have a new session starting at the end of February, right? Yes, will be eight weekend days uh, going into April. So you have plenty of time to assimilate all the incredible information. So all the information is at MainStreetVegan.net. Just click on Academy and uh, certainly be in touch if you have any questions. It's a wonderful thing because not only do you have the certification that that is respected in the vegan world and gives you some letters after your name going forward for whether your interest is in, in coaching and working one-on-one -on -one and doing writing, speaking, podcasting, or in the entrepreneurial vein and starting a business or doing more with the business that you already have, you also get an incredible community of, of people like Nivy, that we've been hearing from. Uh, a lot of you have probably read cookbooks by J.L. Fields, and she was in the very first Main Street Vegan Academy class and is now uh, on our faculty. And, and we have a private Facebook group. And it's really a little bit like if you went to maybe a small college or maybe a big college, but you were in a sorority or something, so that you, you 
get went out into adulthood and maybe to this day you have support you're surrounded by those people and that's really how it is with main street vegan academy and we'd love to hear from you and uh, happy to have you join the family oh perfect i'm so glad we had a chance to catch up I'm hoping that some people that are listening today, that they are fired up and thinking about joining the family as well, because it is an amazing community to be a part of. It's um, I always love it when I have the opportunity to speak um, at your events when they were in person and then online. Um, and it's just an amazing community of people that I've gotten to know over the years. So thank you so much, Victoria, for creating that community for all of us. Um, and really, thank you for all that you do. I really appreciate the work that you do, whether, like you said, you're teaching, you're doing the business side, you're writing, you know, doing podcasts as well. All of that is inspiration to all of us and also just a great way to brighten many of our days. So as we wrap up today, do you have any final words of wisdom for anyone as they're getting ready to roll into 2021 <laughs> and make this thing happen? And, you know, no matter what's going on in the world as they move forward, any final words of advice or, or thoughts? Uh, I think just trust yourself. Because there's so much information swirling around and it's great to be educated and, and get uh, information from other people, other people's opinions, but really, really trust that there, there's a little voice and, and there's a, a saying called, do the next indicated thing. And I have never since I first heard that a long, long time ago had it steer me wrong. Thank you so much, Victoria. Thank you for joining. Thank you, everyone who's joined us live, or even if you're watching this as a replay or on our podcast, really love it when people join. And we hope today's session has inspired you. And also, we hope today's session has given you some food for thought as you're moving forward through the year. Always, we love to see your comments. We love the likes and thumbs up and all that good jazz <laughs> as well. But more importantly, we really, really, really love being here for you on a weekly basis and bringing amazing interviews like this to you. So thank you, everyone. Everyone, once again, thank you, Victoria. Thanks, Stephanie.